Are you doing okay, by the way? Your body is has, has been recovering. From working out? Yes. Yeah, I'm good. Being tired constantly? I mean, I'm actually not tired constantly, but like... Well, after working every, out. Every week there is something new that is sore, but it's not like in a bad way. It was only the Has first... he told you what he's actually doing? Uh, I heard that you're working out with a... Um, uh, what do you call it? With a trainer dude. Trainer yeah. dude. That's all I got. His yeah. name is Mike. So the trainer dude is making you do like full on yeah. weights and, and, and everything? Eat properly. Um, not not actually not that Ooh, much. I mean some some weights, but yeah, it's a lot of just different stuffs. Just a lot of different stuffs. Yeah. Apparently he's supposed to eat a lot more protein. Yeah, I'm supposed to get like 115 grams of protein a day, and I'm just like, I don't. I was 108. Guess, I was gonna guess that. Ah, yeah. Beat him to it. Got it. Ding, ding, ding. I'm, I'm impressed that you actually knew the number. I pulled it up on my phone before the podcast. <laughs> it, was, it was a convenient number, and I'm like, yeah, this is cool. I'll go with it. <laughs> on the drive here, I was thinking like, oh, I can make the joke. Like, man, it's really hot in here. It's like 108 degrees in here. I was like, it's not really that hot in here, though. It's Never really mind. not. It's, it's actually, actually pretty, okay. pretty nice. Pretty nice. Yeah. It's uh, less humid in here than it is outside. That's apparently not very difficult. I also haven't left the house today. <laughs> So <laughs> that's that's you know what I I, had a day I wish off. I didn't have to leave the house today. See, so. but you don't on the weekends. No, well, I mean I, I do because I do, do stuff on the weekends, but I have a active social social life, like you know soccer and watch parties and my active social life plans. is on the internet. <laughs> well, that works. Ease Twitch. Mm-hmm. Ease to Twitch. Which I'm going to be doing a lot of in from Saturday to Sunday. Oh? It's the 602. Oh, God. What's I'm, 602? Pro- I'm not going to make it through the entire thing. So but- the 602 is going through every what is called Stargitter Mario game. Back oh, to back to back. Oh, oh yeah. so this is so multiple... Galaxy 64, Sunshine, Galaxy 2. Except not in that order. Well, I would say, why would you do Galaxy first? I'm confused. Well, it's, well, it's actually it's 64, Galaxy, SMS, Galaxy 2. They do that to break things up so that it's not like... Oh, Sunshine. That's all? Yeah, Super, Super Mario Sunshine. Yeah. So I'm like, Super Mario. Okay, yeah, Sunshine. So it's 120 stars in 64, mm-hmm. 120 in Super Mario Sunshine, mm-hmm. and then it's 120 in Galaxy One, and then 242 in Galaxy Two. Yeah. The reason why it's not 240 hmm. or whatever in Galaxy One is because it's literally the same stars with Luigi. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So the whole idea. Yeah. The whole idea is to get all the stars. Mm-hmm. So is it a speed run or is it an endurance? Kind, kind of both. So like the record is it's 360 Chrism and he has, is it just short of 22 hours? Yes. Right? 22 um, hours? Yeah, but he's the fastest by far. Although... He's one of the only ones that has done a sub 24 yeah, hour. Although... Oh, wow. Okay. Valu is the record holder in, in Galaxy. He, he's like the best Galaxy player out there okay and that's 80 basically 80 percent of the run is galaxy and galaxy 2 that makes sense yeah. um so chrism probably won't win this year i think it's going to be valid so is there a certain set time that people oh. do this at like uh, hey we're gonna yeah, do every, it on like this every, weekend it, yeah it's everybody's starting i don't actually remember when precisely but it's this saturday into sunday um and you just sort of go yeah. Until until you either finish or break. So, and some people did it this past weekend. Well, okay. So originally it was going to be on the sixteenth or something. No, originally or it was going to be on the twelfth. On the twelfth, which sorry. was going right. to go up against the game changer right. charity, and then which is why um, they didn't do it. And Correct. then it got changed, and so originally it was just Spike Vegeta and I ate your pie who um, who got did it. it this last weekend. And they could do when it was on the twelfth, but they can't do on the twenty fifth. Uh, okay, gotcha. So, so th- that's they, why they did they it. did their own, and Spike Vegeta finished in I, I don't know like thirty or something, and Pi Pi took a long Pi time. Pi took forty five hours. Now was that like did he like you know straight yes, up? He took he took two showers. Okay, uh, during you can leave your you can leave your thing for up to an hour. Okay. Um. I, I think repeatedly. I don't well, know. If, yeah, yeah. But he took two showers during the during the whole thing. He pro- he ate. He like, no, that's legit. Actually I, I feel like that's actually healthy. So the whole thing <laughs> probably took him. He like, just didn't sleep. 
Well, yeah, he just did not sleep that. for forty-five hours, yeah. and she, but he finished. He he did. Act, he was remarkably lucid remarkably. <laughs> for the end of the run. It was interesting. And then my final question about the whole thing is: yeah. How many people usually do it like officially? Um, like is it I considered a it, community event where everyone uh, it, does it? I want to say in the last one there were between twelve and twenty entrants, and I feel like. Maybe at most eight people finished. Oh, yeah, wow. It's not yeah. a, a high completion yeah. rate. T- typically, you get to like hour 30 and something gives out. You zonk out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're either, you just like or go. Or your computer dies. Or... <laughs> well, I, I, yeah. Somebody had capture card problems last year. Um, How many people fall asleep in front of the t- Twitch stream? I, I don't know. Very few, I think. I, I think most people, it, it, streamers don't usually fall asleep just like on stream. I've seen it with a couple of people who play Hearthstone because Hearthstone has the long pauses. Yeah, exactly. So when you're like, you know, powering through a long session of Hearthstone and then the person sure. that you're playing takes on 30 roping, seconds where they yeah. like go the whole like two minutes. Yeah, I've seen many streamers just like. For that, well, it, well. it, it, it kind of makes oh sense. But oh it'd, be, it'd be really hard to fall asleep during a speed run no, and, and like reach yeah. the point where you can't go i can't do this i need to you know go sleep <laughs> this also happened to um what was it uh sniper king when his team did a blind race quote of, unquote of did, kaizo mario or chaos mario or was it i know oh, you're right it was Ka- kaizo he did a 120 kaizo run blind and, blind, and he's not super familiar with SM64 to begin mm-hmm. with. So he, he's an SMS guy, but didn't really play much SM64 before that. So a Kaizo run is yeah, so I don't know what just like completely like messed up graphics. And there, there are things that are wrong with the game, pretty much. Is it called Kaizo because it's supposed to be chaos, but they're just pronouncing it wrong? Or what is this? Uh, Ka- I like, is the there a reasoning behind Kaizo goes back to the Super Mario World games okay. where uh, the Kaizo original blocks Kaizo... are like hidden blocks. Yeah. Oh. That, okay, that's yeah, the original yeah, yeah. reference, okay, and it's kind of extending into the 3D yeah, ones. I was just curious about the name. Origins. Yeah. Cool. He, he, I think he went like 30 hours or something like that. He made it 30 hours, and then he had to finish later. <laughs> the, <laughs> I think the total thing was maybe like 38 hours or something. It was crazy. something very, very silly, but he did it. So I feel like just one person doing this would be kind of boring to watch because, you know, it's just one. But having a whole group of people doing it at once and, like, hopping between, like, all of them and seeing how they're doing and, like, making it more of a community event, I could see this even having something like Games Done Quick type appeal where mm-hmm. you have yeah. everyone doing it and then maybe, like, some charity aspect to it. Well, and it's, like, time. Would it's be cool, cool because you get to see the, you know, the really, really amazing guys, you know, Chrisom and, and Valley doing it, like, under... 22 hours or whatever and then there's a lot of support for pretty much anybody involved with it you mm-hmm. know they're like hey you know go give some love to yeah. you know these people even like i think the the previous completion record that is the one that you know went the longest and still completed was like 36 hours mm-hmm. and i you know i think they gave a lot of support to that person because they're like hey they're still going <laughs> They, they aren't giving it up, yeah. which is the big part. Yeah. I think it would also be kind of cool if you guys did, like, a group chat. Like, Oh, I think there sometimes is, or there might even be. Just for the people doing um, the run, just so, like, everyone doing the yeah. run is on a group chat. And then, like, if you're watching the stream, you're, like, listening to, like, all these players talk yeah. to each other. Well, and... it's like, I know Pi and, and Spike Vegeta, they had, you know, they were in a mumble basically the entire time. And nice. Then, and then he went to sleep and then <laughs> he woke up and Pi was still going. Someone, someone was like, it's, what a day when I can go to sleep twice and wake up and Pi is streaming both times. It hasn't stopped. <laughs> it's just like, okay. More power to him. Yeah. But we do have to stop talking about this and go on to our topic. It's true. Or we'll never get on this podcast. I mean, I was going to have a segue, but you just decided to go. I did the segue for you. I was going to say something about he could have had chocolate to keep himself up. But I think he had fatting. one energy drink. Chocolate makes you fat, By the way. Rob. Wait, chocolate makes you fat. That's why I've heard. Actually, I, I hear only only garlic bread, bread makes, makes you, you fat. only garlic bread. I could eat garlic bread for Forever. every meal. But then you'd get fat. Bread, <laughs> bread makes you fat. <laughs> exactly. All right, moving on. Reference over. What we're actually going to be talking about, though, scientists at Temple University have apparently Suck potentially. Yes, suck at MIT. Uh, found a way to reduce fat in chocolate. And, and make it taste better. 
Whoa, 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 whoa. It's one or the other. You don't get both. You either add more lard uh, to make no. it taste better, or you take away the lard and it tastes like crap. So what are you familiar with when it comes to how chocolate is made? Uh, there's a cocoa bean. Yes. Um, and then somehow that bean turns into a Snickers bar. Yes. <laughs> That's all I got. So <laughs> they roast the beans. Okay, like so, so far like coffee. And then they melt them. And that makes them... You know, you that's the... Melt beans? What is this, wax beans? I'm confused. Co- cocoa beans. Cocoa. We, we went over this. Yeah. I imagine they roast them, turn them into a powder, and then they t- mix that with something to make it into a The a way liquid. that it actually then flows is they do have to mi- mix in uh, fat, Stuff. basically. Okay. That binding, would get into actual agents. flow that would be what together. Makes it, you know, Paula Dean. Gotcha. <laughs> we don't call butter Paula Dean. It's rude. <laughs> So the problem with this is that if it doesn't flow at the right rate, it will clog up the machines and problems ensue. I can understand. I can that. only imagine like a, a a backup in the chocolate machine. This is like Willy Wonka stuff. Yes. By the way, was that Augustus? Was that his Augustus name? Augustus Gloop. Yeah, the guy who gets stuck. But then yeah. like a, a tidal wave of slow moving <laughs> chocolate. Bring the Oopaloopas. We have a clog. So Tasty. there's another industry that encounters the same kind of problem. Um, oil? The biomedical industry? Yeah, Josh has that on the nose, actually. I was thinking about like ah. clots in the bloodstream. No, crude oil. Crude okay. oil. Makes sense. So yeah. this technique that they're now potentially going to employ, or they did research on employing into chocolate, mm-hmm. was developed originally for the crude oil industry. Oh. What they do is uh, crude oil has to basically have the same or a, a certain viscosity to mm-hmm. be able to flow properly through the pipes that are extremely long, under usually underwater, um, to get it from where they're being drilled to where it's actually refined. Okay. Well, the way that they have found to actually improve that mm-hmm. is that they have, yet again, we found that this has happened in a couple of places, a uh, metal mesh that they run an electrical, electrical yeah. current through. Okay. And mm-hmm. that changes the shape of the crude oil solids. So you can imagine the solids being basically spherical in shape. Spherical. Exactly. What it does is they are so tightly bound together that there is a lot of empty space between them, Mm -hmm. but no liquid can get in there because Ah. they are so tight together. So it makes almost like a clot, like a... Yeah. Yeah. What the electrical field does is it changes that uh, spherical shape into more of a pill shape. Okay. Which allows them to stack together, Mm -hmm. get closer together, and then flow with more ease. So I'm imagining the whole thing with the cornstarch and water on a speaker almost. Yeah, kind of. Kind of like that idea where by putting the electric current through it, in this case it would be the vibrations of the speakers, you're, you're making it more of a liquid and less of a solid. Yeah, very, very similar idea. So what they have found is with this application, um, that allowed the crude oil to flow with much more ease. Mars reached out to these scientists and said, is there a way to implement, you know, or figure out how to have chocolate flow better? To be be clear, we mean the company that makes the the candy, not the the actual planet. We have not found life on Mars. They are not reaching out to us about chocolate. I was going to say, I had this picture of, like, Mars reaching out. Why you got to ruin it? Hey, It would be really cool. The first contact from aliens was about chocolate. Hey, scientists, (laughs) we need help with this. Um, yes, Mars Candy or Mars Inc. Okay. Uh, creators of Mars Bars, M&Ms, so on and so, so forth. So forth. Okay. Mm. So wonderful, wonderful chocolate. Reach out to them about this. Got it. And they have found that it works. Ooh. And because of this, they have been able to reduce the fat needed to allow the chocolate to flow through the tubes by about 10 to 20%. Okay. So because it does this, they don't need to put as much butter into it uh-huh. mm-hmm. to make it flow so therefore less fat exactly mm-hmm. but how does it make it taste better it's a happy byproduct okay so somehow sometimes electric... you do get things for free i i can't believe i'm saying that. wow right. the only thing that i can think of is that it is allowing the actual coca taste from the beans themselves actually show through more because there are less quote-unquote impurities from the fat that has to be mixed in. And since they're elongated, that makes it so they are packed together more. So maybe just more denser cocoa taste. Yeah, I don't know. Per your buck. Sure. Cool. Ooh. Wow. That's really cool. 
Oh, right? Is. Yeah. Now I'm just thinking of like, you know, all the oil spills we've had, but with chocolate and if that makes them better or worse. Yes. Huh. Why not? <laughs> I don't I don't know. Shower thoughts. <laughs> Proceed. I think that it's a really cool thing though. Though there was a uh another scientist at I think University of New York, I wanna say. Sucking MIT. <laughs> Who said, why are we messing with chocolate? It's already bad for you. Just enjoy it in its form right now. <laughs> Quit ruining well, chocolate by making it not I mean, bad. <laughs> it's better for the industry. Yeah. Especially if it... Yeah. Less I mean, materials that they need. Let, let's pass on that profit to the customer by making chocolate even cheaper. That will never happen. No. Hey, I bought let's two make packs our... of M&Ms for like buy one, get one free or something. When was this? I mean, it's the usual. It's the M and M's. I didn't when? actually do it like recently. It's oh. been, you know, they just do it. They it's have like it. Common it's always, I feel sale. like it's always. There. I was gonna be offended if he had bought chocolate and not got me one because I do that you for him. It's true. All he does. the time. It's true. This happens. Gotcha. He'll usually be streaming, and I throw a bag of chocolate at his face. Sometimes I catch it. Sometimes I don't. <laughs> I'm gonna say it's about fifty-fifty. If he throws worse, I usually catch it better, which is weird because <laughs> it's not even right for your face. Perhaps. <laughs> I don't know. I just do a thing. All right. The other one that I wanted to talk about is uh, kind of multifaceted. Yes. Because I like the phrase multifaceted. I'm just geeking out over here. Go ahead. Hurry up. Hence the name of our podcast, Joshua. Hurry up. Talk about it. (laughs) What Josh is really excited about is the fact that we're going to be talking a little bit about Star Wars Rogue One. (laughs) A little. Go ahead. (laughs) And in particular... Uh, Entertainment Weekly in their uh, magazine this week had an article and a cover about Rogue One and about, more specifically, the actors and the characters that those actors will be playing. We have more than one name now. We do. We have multiple names. But the one that we're going to focus on right now is the uh, character that Forrest Whitaker is going to be playing. Mm -hmm. Forrest Whitaker is an awesome actor. Yes. And I, I actually was a little surprised to hear his name attached to the Star Wars franchise at first. At first, I did not like it because he was a known entity and everyone else in that cast was relatively unknown. Like some, yeah, you know, Alan some Tudyk, I would say, isn't as big a name. But he's a voice but, actor yeah. in the movie, so it wasn't even him really on Well, I mean, the it's mocap. Set. Yeah, I'm just saying he's playing a droid, so it's, yes. it doesn't look like him. Hmm. So yeah, when I saw his face, I'm like, I recognize that face really well, and I know him in so many different parts where I'm like... I kind of like my Star Wars characters, like, you know, to be fresh actors. But right. he's grown mm, on me, and here. now knowing the history of this character, well, who he's playing, which I'll let you talk about, mm. it makes it even better for me. Right. The character that he's playing is a character by the name of Saw Guerrera. Um, for those who are pretty entrenched in the Star Wars lore, as Josh is. Howdy. <laughs> howdy, howdy, howdy. You would know that name. The reason that you would know it is the character first appeared in Star Wars The Clone Wars in Season 5? Season 2, Episode 2, 3, 4, and 5. That one. So, that's... The fact that you just had that. Yeah, well, I have been geeking out about this for a while now. Apparently. It is his thing. Um, So, the character, along with his sister, uh, were part of a strike team, basically, that was led by Obi-Wan, Anakin, and Anakin's Padawan... Ahsoka. Thank Ahsoka. you. Um, and they were basically shown fighting off the droid army at one point in time. During this fight, uh, Saul loses his sister, and because of this, basically hates any kind of authority and the droids, and then later on in life, the Empire, which is what came out of the droids and so on and so forth. Um because of that, mm-hmm. he is viewed within the Star Wars universe as basically a terrorist on the side of, yeah. quote unquote, on the side of the rebels. And in the movie, it seems, he is going to be not necessarily on the team with Rogue One, mm-hmm. but he is going to be potentially an ally of the group. Yeah, like in most like political situations, that kind of stuff, you have the 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 base of your party or whatever of your group, and then you have the the outliers, the fringe, of the, your the group, radicals who are still considered in your group, but they're not really part of it, or you don't sanction what they do. Correct. Down a little bit. So what you're seeing with this is in the the four episodes that he was in in the Clone Wars. He was kind of the hothead the whole time. 
and he just go 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 always wanted to attack he's like let's just go kill them all and that was kind of his his thing and it's because of that attitude he kind of rushes into battle and at the end when his sister dies it's actually kind of his fault because the gunship that killed her was his responsibility and blah 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 so he that kind of like tips him over the edge you see him become more radical and in bloodlines which is a book that just came out recently uh that takes place six years before uh uh what do you call it force awakens he's mentioned as being like a radical radical figure Mm -hmm. terrorist from back when like hey remember when the rebels were attacking the empire well they weren't that great because of the look at this guy saul you know killed all these people and pretty much was you know Mm. doing bombs and evil yeah his his means did not justify the ends he's Uh, a loose cannon cop who doesn't play by the rules yeah he's jack bauer in 24 uh, type of feel to him sure with a little bit more killing yeah with yeah exactly just a little bit oh baby but the reason why i'm really bit. geeking about this I is because <laughs> your <laughs> geeking out has been uh preempted by this musical yes sorry <laughs> musical uh shoot him on they will die i'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> all right i just like doing that kind of thing to josh because it's fun for me this is the first time we've seen something from other, something other than the movies influencing the cartoons we're seeing the cartoons influence the movies and we knew that this kind of thing was going to happen because that is one of the only things that they still kept as quote-unquote canon, canon yeah from their extended universe stuff um, so when I was digging into this, because I, I mean, I watched Clone Wars, so I knew who Saul Guerrero was, but I didn't realize something about the character. George Lucas came up with this character. Yes. Ooh. Before Clone Wars was aired, he came up with him for the live action TV show that he was planning that mm. never happened. That live action TV show is supposed to be kind of like the underbelly of the Star Wars universe, kind of more of like following the criminals and like the bounty the hunters. The nitty gritty. Exactly. Like that one game that never got Yeah, exactly. greenlit. Yeah. So he was a character he developed for that TV show, and he was supposed to be like kind of what Forrest Whitaker is in the movie. So, so, so this could be something that George Lucas touched on the on the Star Wars franchise. That's not bad. Well, if you count the original movies, which obviously you should, there's been a lot that he's touched. That's not bad. Okay, but this could be something because. He, George Lucas has stepped away completely and said, like, you know, they're not going the direction I would have gone. And that's kind of where he left it. So it's kind of cool to see them pulling a character that he developed into the canon of the movies for the first time as far as since Force Awakens. About what they can actually do with it and exactly. what is actually uh, happening. It's really cool. And anything that connects the book or the TV shows with the books, with the movies, mm-hmm. I think it's fantastic. That's what's cool about having this extended universe and having Star Wars starting fresh with all the new books and everything like that. This is what I want to see more of. I want to see them actually influence each other because before you didn't really see that. You saw it a little bit, I think, with some of the characters, but... It was always one-sided. It was always the extended universe, like novels and everything like that, and comics, pulling stuff from movies to the fa- to the point where they're pulling so much from the movies that's like, all right, every single character in the movie has a backstory now. Every single character has like an adventure they go on to. It's too. It made the universe feel too small because everything was connected so tightly because they wanted to you know pull every little character out of the movie and make money off of it really yeah uh so Indeed. this way when you're seeing it the other way around it, it, it makes more sense to me it makes it feel bigger because like oh okay so this one character from one episode of the clone wars which had like seven seasons or whatever got pulled into it, it feels a lot different than when you're pulling characters from the movies which is a you know mm-hmm. the two-hour thing and really just muddling up the whole timeline yeah and creating lots of issues. The other thing that I heard, and I'm going to let Josh go even further with this, um, <laughs> that I was excited about is the fact that, A, we are going to have Darth Vader awesome. uh, confirmed for the movie. And he's supposed to be Darth Vader kind of at the height of his powers. Right. Which is really cool because it is after, uh, what is it, Revenge of the Sith? Yes. Um, yeah, after episode three, three and before, before episode, episode four. four. So New Hope. Yeah. And so this is supposed to be like he is now at his his best. This is Darth Vader at his badasses. Correct. And 
it's going to be voiced by James Earl Jones. Which is fantastic. And he's been voicing him in Star... uh, I think he was... Yeah, he voices him in Rebels, which is the TV mm-hmm. show mm-hmm. that's going yeah. on right now. So it's not a huge surprise that he would still not voice at him. All. But it's always nice when you get it's the original awesome. voice actor. It's, mean, it's, it's, as weird as it sounds, it's comforting. It is. Yeah, having <laughs> I mean, the original voice actor. iconic voice. Yeah. You, you want to have that, you know. That Darth Vader, look. the man played by three men. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. No. All right, Josh, what else you got? Because right. I know you want to give more about Okay, this. so... First off, we knew Jen Erso. That's the main character. That's Felicity Jones. We knew her name. That's been revealed. That was in the original teaser trailer. What we didn't know is her father is going to be in it. it well, in canon, it's her father. Uh, one of the guys who's in it, uh, Mads Mikkelsen. I can never say his name right. He's going to be Gallon Erso. So that's going to be her father. He's in the movie. Which kind of makes sense because it's Star Wars. It's not Star Wars unless you have some fam- family drama going on. Every show, yeah, yeah, you know much. what I mean. Like that's just how it goes. Spoilers: There's always family drama. Yes, um, we've already talked about Saw Guerrera. Uh, director Orson Krennic is going to be uh, Ben uh, Mendelsohn. Do you know anything about Ben? No, Mendelsohn? not at all. Not a chance. You guys don't watch Bloodlines or Bloodline on uh, no Netflix? Do you? No. Okay, he's a really great actor, but he's the guy with the cape, the white cape that we saw. The oh, that dude. Yeah. That's director Orson Krennic, which they had a little bio about him, and it makes him sound like he is trying to work his way up the chain and become kind of where Darth Vader's at as far as next to the Emperor. So he's really trying his best to do that, but not piss off Darth Vader at the same time. It's the political yeah, it's a struggle. Hard to do. So there's, I, I think, the idea of political struggle, struggle within the Empire and everyone trying to be out for themselves is an interesting idea and be able to see that on the well, big screen. Well, I mean, we kind of saw it in Force Awakens between Kylo Ren and... But that's the First Order, so that that, yeah, that group feels like it's true, a little bit different. True. So with the Empire, though, and you have these big players like Darth Vader and the Emperor who are just mad powerful, and you have all these other regular people just trying to, you know, get close to them, <laughs> try to be the right-hand man or left, you know what I mean? Be kind of cool. Be their left-hand man. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I don't think that's a thing, though. No, it's not. Yeah, I was going to make it a thing. Uh, Please don't. K2SO? K2SO? We thought it was k 250 originally. Oh, is that We talked about a couple episodes ago. Mm -hmm. There was a leak from a book, and they called him k 250 Well, apparently that 5 was actually an S. Well, now we know. Now we know. Which makes sense, though, because, yeah, like C3PO, so... KS or K2SO. Uh, having a letter in there, yeah. Yeah, like it's the same format. Yeah. He's supposed to be kind of the antithesis to C3PO, though. Yeah, sure. like where C3PO is all about manners I'm gonna be and helpful. protocol. Yeah. Uh, K2 is supposed to be like, nope, I'm a badass. I. They said he was essentially Chewbacca, but in droid form. Yeah. Hmm. Which is going to be badass. I'm and it's super, Alan Tudyk. Which is funny because you don't think of Alan Tudyk as being like this big badass. So but see, having with, him play this character could be really with fun. With mocap, you can be anything. You can be anything. Uh, none of the other actors who they're playing was really anything. Like, you just get their names, which isn't a big deal. Um, I did think the information we got about Donnie Yen's character was kind of cool. He's the guy that plays like the blind monk looking Oh, yeah, he's not Force-sensitive, but he's part of a religion that really worships the Force and Force users. Yeah, so it's a cool idea, which is something we've actually seen in real life, is people who are like, hey, I'm going to become a Jedi, a.k.a. that's my religion, is Jediism, Mm -hmm. which you don't have Force powers, but you still believe in the teachings, so it's almost like a Buddhist monk. Is literally what he is. Correct. Though he is blind and is apparently a very formidable fighter. Yes. So there is the theory that while he may not be Force-sensitive to the level of a Jedi, he may still be Force-sensitive. He, he yeah. is a, a, a Force-squib. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, I think I'll just leave it there, though, because nothing else really is a big deal as far as who the characters are. Being the, the only other one that we saw was the character who's kind of like Han Solo-esque, Captain... Han Solo-ish. Blanking on the name. Um, we all were going to assume that he was going to be this, like, kind of standoffish, oh, roguish, yeah. like, dude. Um, but apparently he is a very by-the-book uh, intelligence officer for the Rebellion. Interesting. 
So it's going to be a very he different He comes field. on essentially to get Jen Erso in line. Like, listen, mm. you guys are doing this mission. It's important. And the, you know, the rebel, or I keep on wanting to say the rebels. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yeah, the resistance, rebels, whatever, Whichever. they want me to be here to make sure you guys don't screw it all up. You're going to have to keep the noise down, and, sir. Yeah. Well, we're going to make sure this is by the book and you guys don't just go off crazy. So that should be interesting. But just he's still hop off kilter. I feel like he's still going to be kind of going off the books a little bit. Uh, well, I think that they are going to influence each other. Exactly. As they are A yin-yang situation mm. happening. All right. Well, All what right. else are you excited about, Josh? Um, Believe it or not, Justice League, which I didn't think I would be excited the about. J-L. I never thought I would hear, hear you say it. Because I did her, not like her. Batman vs. Superman. Uh, her. I didn't like right it at her. All. Yeah, you didn't. No, but not, not really. the director's cut's coming out here soon, which I'm going to give another shot because shot, I hear they completely butchered his movie when it got to the Eddings. Okay. So, so there could be a lot of stuff that, you know, could redeem this movie. But besides that. But but if you if you gave it, you know, say an extra letter grade given this butchering, would it make it a good movie? It would make it a coherent movie, which would okay. be nice. Okay. <laughs> it would pass. More than it is right now. It would get a C? Yeah, exactly. Instead of being a movie where I felt like the plot didn't make sense, it'll be a movie where it has a good plot or okay. a plot that is sensical. So, so therefore, some, something written by somebody who actually yeah, understands it, how as opposed to the works. plot just being, oh my god, our moms have the same name. Yes, let's be best. These friends. scenes are all really cool together, but they make no sense. That was basically the yeah, the, no, the I, linchpin I yeah. of the movie. Yeah, your mom named Martha. They're both named Martha. My Holy mom's name. Crap. Let's be best friends. Um, yeah. So they led a whole bunch of reporters on set during the filming of Justice League. This is unheard of. This movie doesn't come out until November 2017. It's going to be a while still. They got some time. And usually when they let reporters onto a set, they it's embargoed until like a month before the movie comes out or a week before the movie comes out because they don't want the buzz to be happening too soon because then people forget about it by the time the movie comes out. Right. So that tells you that Warner Brothers realized they need some course correction as far as public opinion on their extended universe goes. So they really yeah, want to they, they kind of botched it. Yeah, well, it, not only that, but they have a lot writing on this because there's going to be two movies in between this movie coming out. Yeah. I mean, they have the Wonder Woman movie coming out and then Aquaman coming out and then Justice League. So there's a lot they have to get their ducks in order before this movie comes out. You quack here. You quack here. Oh, the majestic space. <laughs> so while there's a lot of stuff they revealed or a lot of stuff that got kind of not leaked, but that they, people glean from the set visit. Mm-hmm. One on. is the basic of the the basis of the plot. So there's multiple mother boxes. Do you guys know what a mother box is? Yes. The thing that was in the the ship. Yes, that thing's a mother box. It also is if you get them together in this movie, it's going to be the portal to Dark Side's world. Yes. So basically, it's an Ender portal. Sure. Yes. Exactly. Minecraft, Minecraft reference. I got it. We're good. So, <laughs> what they did was 4,000 years ago or 5,000 years ago or whatever, they took these pieces and split them amongst the different races of Earth because there are different races. You have the Amazonians, who is Wonder Woman's race. Yep. You have the Atlanteans. Atlanteans. Mm-hmm. You have the humans. And that's it. What about the dolphins? I said the Atlanteans. They oh, are no, the dolphins. No, the, the mice? The mice? The, the different human races. The, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Humanoid races. Well, humans the, are obviously the third most intelligent species on the planet. <laughs> what about the hobbits? The, the hobbits. Actually, funny you mentioned hobbits. So they even said that the beginning of this movie is going to be <laughs> I, the rings I, for I, dwarves, I have, the rings I, I for the elves, say, yeah, the rings I, for man. Well, exactly. So it's very similar, right? But they're also even doing this, like, remember the beginning of Lord the of the Rings? Rule them all. You remember the beginning of Lord of the Rings where they have like the flashback and they tell you the whole story about how the yeah. rings got about his Isildur was a complete dick exactly. and totally messed everything up for everybody. Way forever. to go! This movie's doing the Cock same thing bag. pretty much. They're doing this whole flashback. You're going to see them giving the mother boxes to the different uh, races. Who is they? Uh, the There's a good question. the gods, the old gods, like the well, they're called new gods in the comics, but. Essentially, higher power beings, oh. which could be like Kryptonians. Maybe? Are we, are we talking know? like Galactus or that's that's Marvel. wrong? Well, I mean, like, but that level tier. Uh, well, Jack Kirby is the one that made up the new gods, and they were kind of okay. like just these okay omnipotent beings. Yeah, they're pretty much is, based is off. Is Mixelplex one of them? 
No. God, I love Mixoplex. Mixoplex is yeah. not going to be in the movie, I assume. But his name is so fun. But Mixoplex. Yes. <laughs> Try to say it backwards and you can banish him. Um, so I, actually, I loved that episode. <laughs> well, there's a lot of comics based off it, too. But, uh, oh, I know. But that, uh, that that one of, like, the Superman animated series. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So good. Speaking of animated series, so one of the scenes they saw shot was of Commissioner Gordon on the rooftop with Batman and the rest of the Justice League. And this is... Um, Oh, why am I blanking on his name? J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons, who apparently Yay. got, like, mega jacked. Yo, I saw that. But it turns out mm. eh, he looks like a dead ringer for the Commissioner Gordon off of the animated series. Right. Nice. Like, they made him look I pretty much totally spot on. Like, he's okay, cosplaying that. He, he's, he's got that it. Commissioner he's Gordon. He's got, like, the, the tan trench coat. Yep. Oh, yep. I'm yes. so happy. The right facial hair, the right glasses. I was going to say, that if, if okay he's got the, 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 the mustache and the white hair, yep. I'm just He like, looks exactly like him, they said. I'm super I mean, we have no pictures because this was a set visit. They weren't allowed to take right. pictures. But, but still. The reporters that even, like, the ones I trust that, like, know the source material, they're like, dude, this was, like, the coolest awesome. thing ever. You're just like watching. You're like, that's Commissioner Gordon. Like that's legit. Awesome. I mean, that's what they did with him uh, when he was playing um, oh, Jane oh, Jonason. Jay Jonah Jameson. Yeah, Jameson. There we go. Um, so there's that scene. In the scene, what you see is he apparently is just like that guy. For yeah, both he's Marvel a good like DC. for for kind he's of a chameleon that just turns into yeah the character. Um, I was gonna say, but the chameleon is actually a thing. So in that scene, they're talking and they're talking about missing scientists, <laughs> know, blah blah blah. But the, the important part is at the end of the scene, he turns around and then he turns back around, and everyone's gone except for the Flash. And he looks around and like, where did everyone go? <laughs> I like this. So it's a good callback to the whole like what you always see Batman do to Commissioner Gordon. But it's also funny because the Flash is going to be the comic relief in this movie. Yeah, and what also he should be. He should be. Barry Allen is going to be. He's funny. always been. Yeah, the fla- the but that's something we missed from the does. from the movie from Batman mm. vs Superman. Good point. Is the comedy element and every scene with the Flash feels like a lot of fun. Like there was another scene they described where Batman comes up to him and tries to recruit him for the Justice League, and Batman's like, you know, I know who you are. I know I have footage of you. I know you're a super like I know you have superpowers. We want you to help us to stop this big bad thing. Okay. And before like he even gets done saying all this, Barry Allen's like, "Yes, I'm in." Yep. <laughs> Got it. And then he like I guess to prove that he had superpowers, uh, Bruce Wayne threw a uh, battering at him, like as Bruce Wayne. He doesn't look like Batman yeah. this time. He throws the battering at him. Barry catches it. And then after he gets done talking to him, Barry goes, "Can I keep this?" <laughs> God, <laughs> just like Please, for, he, for me, he is you, the Ant Man. You threw it at yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. He's like, can, can, I, can I keep this? So, Huge fan. <laughs> it sounds like this movie has good levity. It sounds like it has a better tone shift. That How much do you think this was influenced by the Avengers movie? I think this was influenced by the backlash they got from the last movie. I, okay. I don't. I think they thought that they what could about, deconstruct these characters and people would find it interesting. But really, we haven't been introduced to the characters, so deconstructing them is a waste of time because we first have to build them up in the universe. And then once we've had Fair. them in the cinematic universe, you can deconstruct them. But right now, you haven't even built them up yet. You can't deconstruct them right off the bat. Like, granted, us nerds that know the history and the comics, it's, like, it's it makes yeah. sense. Like, oh, this is a really cool way to look at Batman without the moral compass, blah, blah, blah. But you have to show them with that first. It doesn't first. really work that way. Which they explain in the movie why Batman has a different tone as well. Mm-hmm. He, the death of Superman in the first movie, makes him realize the sacrifice and everything like that, and kind of finds his moral ground because of that, because of the actions of Superman. So he, so that moment is supposed to be what says, "I will not kill." Exactly. Okay. So that's right. how they're kind of retconning that whole thing. Okay. So they're making it, you know, him to be more sympathetic. Okay. All right. Well, I could nerd out all day about this, so I will stop. Uh, one last quick, super, super fast topic is the fact that uh, Brian Cranston is actually going to be playing Zordon in the new Power Rangers I'm movie. I'm so excited. Brian <laughs> Cranston, many don't know this, but Brian Cranston actually got one of his first acting gigs was a voice acting role twice for Mighty Morphin Power Rangers as mm-hmm. two of the bad guys. Uh, Twin Man and Zartwist or something like that. I can't remember the guy's name. You can find a clip on YouTube of Brian Cranston doing both. Like, they kind of just cut together all the scenes that he did the voice acting in and put them into, like, a four-minute clip. That's all it is. And it's hilarious because he's doing crappy voice, like, like, the whole time. it's Brian Cranston. (laughs) Well, it's also Mighty Morph Power Rangers. It was cheesy as hell. 
So yeah, the fact that he got his start kind of in that realm, and now he's you know paying it back by being in this movie is super cool. I'm I I don't think he would have done it if it wasn't for the voice acting stuff that he did. Originally. I I would. He has done stuff like this though, like I, and he not really, and especially not now in his career where he can do anything he wants. Literally, like he well, he's done like you know the Oscar bait movies, and he's he's done these fantastic shows, obviously like uh, not just Malcolm in the Middle, but uh, Breaking well, Bad. But I think right there is is a great example about you know this is something that is right in his wheelhouse because Malcolm in the Middle was something that was aimed at. That generation, it's same yes. like age range of kids I, I that would say watching. this is uh, Malcolm Miller was a little bit older than Power Rangers generation, but yes, I understand what you're saying. So I, I think that it's right in line, and I I don't know necessarily if that's the case, but it doesn't matter because yeah, is. I'm glad to see that he's still willing to do it. Like I I, I thought for sure he'd be like oh, I'm I'm done with those type of movies. I I, I paid my dues. I'm going to only do like really highbrow crap. I don't now. know his, his. I think he's got a good sense of humor. Yeah, he like always everything, comes across as like I want to do something fun. You can't do something like Malcolm in the Middle and not have a good sense of humor, right? Oh, right. Breaking Brad, Breaking, Breaking Brad, Brad. Brad. Mm. Screw you, Brad. Fuck you, Brad. <laughs> At least you didn't say bread. Breaking bread. And we're really like, bread. is this breakfast? Jesus. Oh, well. <laughs> no, but... That's uh, not wine. That's meth. Sorry. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> With Breaking Bad, though, he definitely had a more serious tone, obviously. Yes, yeah, so, obviously. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. anyway On to something that's not serious. A acting or chocolate. Yeah, a little lighter. A little lighter. Your, your white's whiter. Your bright's brighter. No. This is about laundry a little bit. Oh, we're going there first. Yeah, I'm going to go there first. Okay. I'm changing it up. Audible. Audible. <laughs> hey, at least I give you a little bit of They warning. don't sponsor us. Shut up. That's, that's, that's true, a sports don't. reference, but okay. I was going with Audible because they sponsor Because sponsor you're a nerd. Audible. It's, yeah. <laughs> they, they sponsor a lot of podcasts. They are pretty we, much hey. the podcast industry in a whole. Yeah. <laughs> Audible and some mattress factory. I don't know. <laughs> the sleep number? No, they do deliveries for mattresses. I can't remember the name of the company, but I hear oh. them on like so many podcasts. Are like and stamps.com. Oh yeah, stamps.com. None of these people are sponsoring us yet. We haven't approached Weak. them though. Go on. Anyway, so there's this new. It's an ultrasonic dryer. Yes. What? So basically, it shouts at your laundry. <laughs> yeah, actually. <laughs> ah, stop being dirty. <laughs> Dry. Dry. The laundry goes all right. Fine. <laughs> Jesus. It's just a gym no. coach. <laughs> Essentially, how this works is it uses ultra high frequency sound waves to vibrate the clothing so vigorously that the water f- falls off. That's freaking okay. So it's is this energy flash. efficient? Yes, it's more efficient than normal uh, dryers. Wow. Yeah. Oh, okay. I guess it's just like a loudspeaker. Yeah. If you have dogs, will they go crazy? No. It's higher frequency than even dogs or cats here. Man, can you imagine if this goes out of whack, though? Like, if if your dryer starts going crazy, it just, like, like, it drops drops a few thousand hertz or something. It's just like, oh, wow. Yeah, dogs just go, oh, my God, stop. Everyone in the whole neighborhood, just like, (laughs) all the dogs in the neighborhood. I was going to say, it's the the CRT TV problem just (laughs) on steroids. Oh, God, I hate that. All of a sudden, mm. the bats in the world just vanish. <laughs> mm, they all migrate to one location. All right. Super so, so yeah, and, and it's, it's, who's making this? Uh, what is it? It's GE, I believe. Okay, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Um, they make a lot. Yeah, I had to think about that. And I was Appliances. like, I don't have it here, but wait, the article. Yes, I read it. GE, <laughs> nice brain. Yes, I skimmed um, it because right. they are the ones that will be setting the price ultimately. But it will be roughly the cost of a of a normal washer or dryer between like five hundred and a thousand or so. Um, this yes. is purportedly what it will be, mm-hmm. but it's cheaper in terms of energy usage, okay. and so it should save people money, which is pretty cool. So saving you money. And the producers is there still slid. like a spin cycle happening? Like, is it still like moving and stuff, or is it just like I don't know? Sure, you, you put it be. into like a bucket, and then it just yells at the bucket until it's clean. <laughs> is that what's happening? I'm not sure. Well, it's it already been cleaned. This is the dryer. Sorry, part. this is not the dryer. Part. I'm sorry, not yeah. clean. But it's, so, yeah. I don't know. I could, I could imagine. I'm gonna shout the dirt particles <laughs> off. I could imagine you putting it on like a rack of some sort and it being like sandwiched somehow or okay. something All like that. All of a sudden, it's just Lucio from Overwatch. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> That would be so cool. <laughs> I, I can't remember so, his catchphrases right now, or I would feel, audio feel the healing medic. beat. Uh-huh. Audio, audio medics. Yeah. yeah, there's a few. Yes, there's a couple. 
There is a couple. But yeah, no, so it, it's just, it's cool. I liked this. It was a fun idea. And I like the idea of not having loud, like super inefficient dryers going all the time. No, it's that's nice. why I was wondering if there was and any And it doesn't cycle. produce that, ex- that excess heat. It's it's not that's heat because awesome, yeah. it's sound. Although there's nothing better than getting warm clothes out of the dryer. It's, on it's true. Day. Eventually there might be an entire generation that doesn't have the feeling of, of snug undies oh, man. just fresh out of the dryer. The feels. Although, well, maybe it's could, also, nothing's worse than getting a warm shirt out of the dryer on a hot summer oh day. God. Being like, oh, I don't want to put this on. <laughs> Can I wait? Well, you obviously didn't plan ahead. Yeah. Or pants with the, the the button being super hot oh because God, of the, the metal rivets? button. And you just like touch it, you're like, ah, Brent! <laughs> okay. Yeah, but anyway, so that, that, that's one thing. Um, another one, here, here's science, where we're actual, like hard science okay um weird science mixing light and matter which is interesting this is the segue i was trying to go for nope (laughs) changed (laughs) it all right (laughs) so scientists have figured out i'll I'll start more simply matter emits photons yes okay this is is actually kind of how you like you see things is photons are given off and you can see that um you just looked at me and I was like, are you trying to see the photons? No. Like, no. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I can see photons. What scientists have done Dr. is <laughs> using a, a, a small sphere of gold, little teeny, and putting it basically against a, a foil of gold. Okay. It creates a sort of a small cavity, um, and it is so small that the photons given off by a, a dye molecule mm-hmm. uh, between the two, the light, the photons, cannot escape. So it's a mini black hole. Well, no, no, no. It, it's um, it's not being sucked in. It's just, it, it's got nowhere to go. So it's like a Faraday cage or... Nah, that's, uh, it, 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 really it's just either. literally using space, yes. like an enclosed space to keep the photon... Yeah. Um, it locks the photon in escape. place. Right. And it's forced it's to interact... jail. Yeah, and it's for, but more importantly, it's forced to interact with the dye molecule that emitted it. Okay, and this Ooh. creates yeah an os- an energy oscillation, which is sort of weird, between the an interaction between the molecule and the photon that it emitted. Okay, now an object is continually emitting photons, though. Right. So presumably, so the photons know. are like running into the each other, and yeah. And this isn't this isn't like creating an explosion or anything. So what's the point of this? What, um, what's it, doing? it might well it it opens up a lot of I think it's called uh, strong I, I forget what it was it's strong something strong interaction strong strong magnetic strong bonding or something. It, it, this is an effect that has been achieved using supercooling before, but mm-hmm. this is something it, they achieved this at room temperature with this experiment. Gotcha. And it allows um, possible experiments looking into uh, quantum. Uh, quantum information storage, kind of oh, okay. like that, um, and a lot of different like things that are way above. So my it's head something in terms we used to have to spend a lot of energy to do, but now yeah. we find a way of doing it. Now it's super easy. That's super easy, which yeah. is awesome. Just have to make I, a team. I, I was going to say you have to you have to use. Uh, it's called a, a nanopore. So it's lit- it's a pore that's about a nanometer wide. Sorry, um, and I'm just thinking like some Starbucks drinks like that. Like, yeah, we do a nano pour over, and it really makes the coffee richer. I'm going to punch you I in the gonna, face. I, 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 I was just thinking, I hate you so much. Yeah, right? That's what, as soon as you say pour over, people will just get angry. I don't Actually, the, I, I will be honest, the best coffee I ever had was like an individual pour over cup. No, it is the best coffee. But people mm-hmm. hear pour over, and they automatically think, freaking hipster asshole. Yeah. <laughs> It's true. It's like pretty much you're going to be talking about your AeroPress or something like that God. next. God damn it. I don't have one. Neither do I. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I just, I like, I, I like the science behind this <laughs> and the idea that you're literally trapping light essentially just, just Why by going, just by going putting nowhere. light in a little itty bitty space. We're going to make it confused. Yeah. You've confused matter. You We've sit there and think about what you've it. done, light. Yeah. And I, I just, this is so cool. I, I, I want to, I don't Nobody know. Nobody puts photons in a corner. I was going to make that too. <laughs> I was like, should I say light in a corner? Should I, I say know. photons in a corner? And I beat you to it. This yeah, is slow. This is one it's of okay. those where I'm going, I don't know what it'll really be used for, but it's cool. But it's, it's just cool that we have the, yeah. the ability to do this now. Yeah. And then, and then the last little thing that I had was India managed to launch 20 satellites in... 
twenty six minutes, and it's one it's one mission. It's one rocket. So okay. you like put a bunch of things on it, and it goes up, it fires them off, oh, know, like at okay. intervals, and puts them all into orbit. I but thought that it was twenty six rockets. Yeah, I'm, well, what I'm imagining really, that would be like like some sort of celebration. I was actually thinking that. Like this is like Fourth of July, the grand finale of Fourth of July. No, no, it's one rocket, but it's still. Um, it's a it's an achievement. The record uh, for the for NASA is twenty nine, mm-hmm. and the record for Russia is thirty three. Okay, um, so, so we got to get better. Well, no, I mean it's just it's showing India's advancement. In, Do we know what the uh, satellites are going to be used for? Seventeen of them were commercial. I don't know if it stated what the other nine were, but well, seventeen. I'm guessing are if they weren't commercial, perhaps they military, were probably military. Well, they could or, be military, or, or they privately could just owned. be privately owned, yeah. or they could also yeah, just be for research. Seventeen like, were definitely uh, got it. Were, were definitely commercial use. That's awesome, um, and it's just it, it's interesting the amount of precision needed to do this kind of thing because you have to launch the rocket, put them into orbit. And make sure that they won't ever run into each other. Well, yeah, so you have to put each satellite into a different orbit so they don't ever intersect yeah. with another Or if they're satellite. in the same Kaboom. radius orbit, you have to do it such that they maintain that orbit. And yeah. yeah like, they're not... There's no drag that mm-hmm. would put it back Or anything the else that's already up there. Yeah. Because there's a All lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff up there. Mm-hmm. It's the... Not the... Uh, I don't know. There's an effect that uh, basically states that not the more the missions... Not the Doppler effect. <laughs> the cat being thrown out of a window effect. Ba- but yeah, basically, yeah. The, more, the more missions you run, the more yeah. stuff you put in space, the you know the chance of collisions goes up. Yes. So, you know. There's a lot the of more stuff jump, up there. The more there's a lot of math involved and a lot of keeping track of little tiny things hurtling around at really high speeds. Yes. So, yeah. It's very cool. India's kind of kind of being awesome, and that's... that's yeah, kinda, it's good to see neat. another country or you know nation actually getting ahead yeah. in the space mm-hmm. exploration field it's it's optimistic indubitably i'm hungry let's go get food let's go get oh food. my god food sounds so please. good please right yes where are we going uh a place do we want to stack sure do we want to go to walnut grill we'll figure it out let's hope we we'll figure it out figure it out right now gg gg gaga I don't know why I'm surprised anymore. Why? I'm actually not at all.